Okay, listener, if you're sitting there and thinking, well, is this all a podcast is? I could absolutely do that, but I don't know where to start. Let me tell you, neither did I. I had been a co-host but never produced my own but you know what made it easy? Anchor by Spotify. Everything is in the right place. You can even record and edit right from your phone or computer. You can host on Anchor and then distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to it right now, you can use Anchor to get there. It's all in one place. It's everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. everybody and welcome back to the Cyclone Family Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am your host, Jamie Steyer Johnson. It is so great to be back here speaking to all of you listening at home and of course speaking to our guest today. Really an incredible guest to come back after our little hiatus. Oh man, let's get right into it. She was on the Big 12 all-freshman team back in 2016 for Iowa State women's basketball. She then went on to be a three-time first-team all-Big 12 nominee as well as a Big 12 player of the year. Back in 2019, she was an AP second-team All-American in 2019 and was actually an honorable mention in 2018 as well. Was a WBCA All-American, ESPN second-team All-American, and she started the Iowa State domination of the Cheryl. Miller Award in 2019 as well. She finished second in the Cyclone record books for scoring before being bumped by Ashley Jones back down to third. She has played professionally with the Minnesota Lynx going into her third full season with them there. Was drafted by the Sun back in 2019, 21st overall, and has played with the Canadian national team. She's played in the FIBA World Cup. She's played in the Olympics and plans on going back to many more Olympics. Guys, if you don't already know who she is, uh, well, you're in for a real treat. And I'm here today with Bridget Carlton. Bridget, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on. I know I texted your mom right when you started this podcast. I was like, I want to go on Jamie's podcast. (laughs) Well, it was... It was so funny. Yeah, well, because I had gotten a message from um, my co-host of our flagship show over on the 1012 who hosts this this show, and they were like, yeah, you know, it's all about timing, getting good guests, and so, you know, I was was very specific on my timing, having, like, Emily on here and Allison and stuff like that, and they were like, man, if you could get, like, Bridget Carlton right before the WNBA season that would be amazing and my response was like oh that's a great idea I'll do that and they both were like I wish I had that much confidence in getting like a big time guest and my my reply was well have you tried being like close personal friends with them and being able to just like text because that's what works for me so yeah honestly super easy when you know the person and then it doesn't feel like it's a podcast it's just a conversation yeah like when half of them are people you know and then the rest of them it's like okay well I know all these other people that know the people I don't you know it's like you you only have so many degrees of separation exactly anyway so excited to have you here so excited to see you here virtually when hopefully I'll be seeing you in person here in a couple weeks so making some plans there but um I I could talk to you about basketball forever um I have it's just so cool to see someone from 
Iowa State obviously go on and have as much success as you have as you have had. Um, what's it like being up in Minnesota and having kind of that proximity to both Iowa? Like it's probably the most accessible to Iowa. And it's also, I would think one of, if not the closest to Canada as well. Yeah, it's close to Canada, not where I'm from in Canada. Right. Actually, my parents just drove here and it was like an 11 hour drive. So like just, it's like 30 minutes farther than the drive was to Ames um, from my hometown. So not bad. They've done it plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, being close to Ames is so nice. Um, especially being able to visit the coaches. I get a couple of days off. I like to run down to Ames or they can come up and watch some of my games. Um, just having that close proximity is, is really convenient. Um, and always nice to get down to Iowa whenever I can, um, since my schedule is pretty busy and crazy and I seem to be everywhere around the world at all times. Um, so it's always good. You know, I feel like I'm comfortable in the Midwest. It reminds me of home, even though I'm in Minneapolis living in a big city, it's still like, still feels like home. So yeah, I definitely enjoy it here. Yeah, it's it's at least something that's a little bit familiar there. And if you can have any familiarity, that's definitely yes, I'll, I'll take a little bit. I was in Israel for six months and nothing was familiar there. So it's good to good to be back in North America. Yeah. Get the exploration in when you're overseas and then be yeah. able to return a little bit when exactly. you come exactly. back. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, you have kind of been all over the place between playing professionally and obviously Olympic stuff like that. Um, what was it like for you to be able to represent team Canada? You've obviously played with team Canada uh, in, in many different events over the years, but to have that Olympic experience and then to be looking ahead to more to come, just what's that like for you? Yeah, it's, it's always been my number one um, goal in the basketball world is to, you know, be an, an Olympian and play for team Canada and represent our national team at the Olympics. Um, I know like when your mom recruited me, that was probably one of the first things I asked. I was like, will I be able to play for my national team during the summer? Cause a lot of times we had summer workouts where we were supposed to be there. We had summer school, things like that. But Iowa state obviously was fully supportive of my, um, commitment to my national team. Um, so that's another great reason why I wanted to go to Iowa state, but yeah, my goal was always, I want to make it to the 2020 Olympics. Um, that was my focus. I made the senior team for the first time in 2017. So that was the end of my sophomore year at Iowa State. Um, so that was a big step for me. You know, I was in the age group stuff, finally made the senior team, which was the Olympic team, essentially just not an Olympic year. Um, the following year was the World Cup, which was super exciting to be on that roster too. But I did not see the court at all. <laughs> I rode the bench. Um, I was the best cheerleader in the world, but again, it was still a good experience, you know, being around so many pros, the best players in Canada playing against the best players from around the world. And that's like when it was instilled in me, like, I want to make an impact on this team. I don't want to just be on this team. Like I want to be a good player. I want to be a go-to player. And then fast forward a couple of years through a pandemic, a delayed Olympics, 2021, uh, finally happened. And yeah, not only being an Olympian, getting to the Olympics, representing Canada at the highest level, um, but being a go-to player and had a lot of pressure on me. Pressure, I don't like the word pressure, but um, I was in the position to make a lot of plays for the team. Uh, me and the two other players that are in the WNBA, I think it was like our, our, our team to run kind of. Um, so that was really fun um, and definitely a learning experience. But yeah, it was definitely a dream come true. Super cool experience. Even with all the COVID protocols and things like that. I mean, it was still the Olympics and it was my first one. So I didn't know any different or any better. So um, hopefully in 
the next Olympics will be a little different, but, um, yeah, it was a cool, super cool experience. Yeah. And like you said, that is really interesting that it's your first one. So you're like, well, obviously there's aspects that you can look at it and say, well, this is very clearly different than usual, but you'll probably notice even more once you, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll plan on going back there in a couple of years. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was, I mean, it was still the Olympics. It was still great. We could still be a little bit social through our masks and outside, but um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we were there to play basketball and try to win games and that's what we tried to do. Yeah. And this year is probably as close to normal as it's been for a season for you in a long time, a long time now. So what's it like looking at the WNBA season ahead and saying, well, Hey, we're going to have even more fans in the stands and we're able to just look at things a little bit more normally. I know I've been told by so seriously, so many people around Ames that they're like, Hey, I might reach out to you because I'm planning on going up to a Lynx game and I've never been to a game. I've never been to a WNBA game. And so the fact that I'm so vocal about it, I guess has made me the (laughs) go-to like Brent Bloom's vocal about being an NBA fan in Iowa. And I guess I am the go-to WNBA fan, but for you, what's it like to hear all these people like hoping to come and see you and like able to do that this year? Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, it's been like, well, obviously the bubble season in 2020, yeah. um, that was kind of my breakout year. So that was actually, I had a really good experience in the bubble. I know a yeah. lot of people probably didn't like it as much, but I had a great, <laughs> a great group of teammates around me and coaches and, um, I was playing well, so, so it wasn't a bad experience for me. Last year, beginning of the year, we didn't have full capacity. Uh, we were testing every day, things like that. And we're still being cautious, but to have right. fans full um, full capacity, our Lynx fans are amazing. We get a really great crowd, um, one of like the best in the league. So it's super fun environment to be in. We got a little taste of it at the end of last year when things started to open up, but um, we're definitely excited to get things rolling from May 6th, or I guess we're away on May 6th, but from our first home game, um, to, to have that stadium be rocking. Um, we're really excited just to have some, some normalcy back. Yeah. I'm sure that that's definitely been like a, a slow build back to it. And so now you get to see, all right, we've got opening coming up. So let's see where we're at. And so for you, you've been in the league a couple of years now, like you, you kind of know what's going on around there. Obviously the protocols have differed from year to year due to all this other external stuff but as far as the basketball like you kind of understand the team the coaches things like that so what's it been like for you being back in training camp and being you know not not quite a veteran but you're not a rookie you're you're definitely past the rookie part yes yeah I know I'm like looking around I'm like I'm like middle of the pack now yeah experience wise um no it's been definitely a new experience um especially being with the Lynx for three and a half years, my rookie year, I finished with the Lynx. And then I, this is my going into my third full season with them. Um, I know what Cheryl expects of me as a player. I know what she expects of us as a team. I know what her um, systems are, what kind of plays she likes to run, um, what we pride ourselves in on the defensive end. I know like what is expected of us. So we're kind of going through all the teaching things again, because obviously there's new faces and new people who are just learning these things. But um, I feel like I'm a little bit, a step ahead, a step or two ahead of some of these new people, just because I feel like I've been here for a while. Um, and that's definitely advantageous for me. And I feel comfortable and confident in what I'm able to bring to training camp. Um, and she, you know, Cheryl Reeve, our head coach, um, she's so good at what she does and she believes in me and knows what I can bring to the table, um, as a member of the team. So 
yeah, it's been fun. Definitely a newer level of confidence uh, in my rookie year. Like I was just freaking here in headlights. I had no idea what was going on. Just trying to like make it through the day. Um, but now, you know, I've kind of like got my stride. I kind of know what to expect. I know what's going on and uh, that feels good. And with that experience, I think comes more recognition. You know, you have people who look at you and they, they know what you're bringing to the table. They can see, hey, you know, I think that we'll see in these first few games, a lot of people pointing out what everyone on the team has developed in the offseason. There are so many familiar faces. I mean, the Lynx probably have as much consistency as any team in the league, as far as no major splashy offseason deals outside of obviously Angel McCautry, which like, wow, super yeah. exciting there. But for you guys just to all know each other so well, and then obviously to have such incredible veterans leading the way, like Sylvia Fowles, like Angel McCautry, what's that experience like in practice for you to be playing alongside those kinds of players? Yeah, I mean, that's like the best part of the job. Um, like I get to go to work every day and I say work with my quotation marks in my hand. Like how crazy is it that I get to go to the gym and I get paid to practice for two to three hours a day um, and then obviously play games. But I get to work with the most amazing, obviously basketball players, but teammates and people. Um, and that's what makes you know basketball so fun. I've always said this, um, you know, the things I look back on in my career so far is like the people I've met and the relationships I've built, it's less about the wins and the losses and traveling is amazing, but I've built some really, really cool relationships, um, all over the world. Um, so yeah, those things like that. Um, we have great assistant coaches too, and Katie Smith, Lynette Pearson and Rebecca Brunson, who are all former players. Um, so they've been in our shoes. They know what we're going through. Um, so having them in our circle in our corner at practice every day, learning from, you know, they've, they're all stars, they're champions. Um, they know how to do it the right way. So it's an amazing environment to be in again, learning from Sylvia and angel, um, seeing what they've been able to do throughout their careers. Um, yeah, just trying to soak it all in. Um, I, I know I'm kind of a vet now, but you know, every day you learn something new, um, and you try to enjoy it with the people around you. Yeah, I know I personally have become like such a big Sylvia Fowles fan, like yeah, following, <laughs> I know, like following yeah. the link so closely since you got up there. And then obviously I dove head first in the WNBA and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Where have I been all this time? And I mean, the answer was in school doing other yeah. things, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, how cool is it to have an in where, Hey, I had you as my gateway in where of course I'm going to follow Bridget. And then you just find so many other incredible storylines, incredible people to follow. And there's only so many of them and you're one of them. Yeah. 144. That's what they say. Um, and it's actually less than that, right? 12 teams, 12 roster spots, but a lot of times teams can only carry 11 players based on like salary cap, things like that. So less than 144 and, uh, considered the best league in the world. I strongly believe it's the best league in the world. So it's cool to, to be a part of that. Yeah. And we'll be right back. Folks, let me tell you, I know that uh, my preferred sport of choice for college is out of season right now. We are still waiting on basketball season, but that does not mean that there are not plenty of sports to be following for Iowa State and for, you know, all your favorite college teams. And to do that, you got to gear up, okay? Homefield Apparel has the best vintage logos on the comfiest apparel 
Oh, wear it out to a baseball game. If your team is lucky enough to have that team, wear it out to softball, uh, which Iowa State is fortunate enough to have an amazing softball program. Hey, I talked to their coach. Go back and listen to the Jamie Pinkerton episode. But hey, it is amazing. They are doing a bunch of refreshes this summer. There's several Big 12 teams in the mix. I've I've heard rumblings that at some point in the future, uh, Iowa State may be getting some new merchandise. No official word on that right now. But hey, I bet if we go and buy a ton of stuff, then maybe they'll listen and give us some more options. So all that said, home field apparel, uh, go get a t-shirt, go get some sweatshirts, go get literally anything. They're all amazing. They have incredible logos. Do I possess several t-shirts from teams that are not called Iowa State just because they're that good? Yes. Yes, absolutely I do. And if you would like to join in the fun and go get yourself one as well, Hey, who am I to stop you? I will, in fact, encourage you. Go to homefieldapparel.com, and when you're checking out, use code CYCLONE12, all right? That's going to get you 15% off your first purchase. So go on, get yourself some gear, whether it's Iowa State, whether it's someone else random. They've got all sorts of incredible logos. I personally am a big fan of the UC Irvine Anteater. Uh, Got a bunch of different shirts with that one. So, hey, now you're intrigued. Go check it out. And we're back. And something that obviously is so big in any conversation about the WNBA right now is expansion. Obviously, that's like probably not something that you guys dive into too much because that's not really anything under your control. But I will say that something I've heard is a lot of people pushing for expansion to Canada. So what do you think about those, uh, those rumors, those ideas flying around? Yeah, I have heard those rumors um, or ideas, whatever they are right now. Um, I know Drake um, put an <laughs> Instagram post on a couple months ago saying he needed the WNBA team in Toronto. <laughs> I was like, Drake, you have the money to do this. Like, you right. can done if you really want to. Um, <laughs> That's kind of the the gist of that. I think, you know, people have to start, you know, putting their money where their mouths are. Obviously, it's not easy thing to just create a new franchise and um, add to the league. But I think that's we're definitely at that point um, in the WNBA. It's it was our 25th season last year. We're definitely growing, expanding. People are paying more and more attention and they want to see the league grow. Um, and then there needs to be more roster spots. There's so many great players around the world that, you know, deserve a chance in this league. And yeah, Toronto would be really cool. Um, good for my family. Not that I want to leave Minnesota, but <laughs> and I could play a row games there and visit my family. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be really cool. And again, the basketball, the game of basketball in Canada is is growing. Raptors, I'm watching the Raptors right now. Yeah. Um, the success of the Raptors, our national teams, it's growing, the excitement's building. And we're typically a hockey country, but I think basketball's getting up there. We're getting excited yeah. about basketball. So there's room for all of it. There's absolutely yes. room for all yeah. of it. Now you talk about investment, you talk about putting money where their mouth is. Obviously there's been so much expansion as far as opportunities for female athletes in general, for WNBA athletes. And you have fairly recently gotten a pretty big opportunity as well with Nike Canada. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I don't know what what, what, uh, there is to say other than it's super exciting. Um, It kind of just came about after the Olympics, kind of got some more attention. Um, I know uh, our connection through Nike and Canada basketball knew me and wanted to work together. And that's kind of how it started. And 
Um, yeah, it's super exciting. Um, I joked in the press conference the other day, I was like, no, I don't have to pay for my own basketball shoes, which is kind of <laughs> nice. I, and I always got made fun of for wearing like the team issued ones. The team would always, they could give us the, you know, they got the, the blue and white shoes, the basic like Nike shoes that I could wear. And so I was like, I might as well wear these. I don't have to pay for them. They're comfortable, right. well, whatever. But I always got made fun of because, you know, shoes are the new thing. So now I can get some cool shoes I don't have to pay for. Maybe I can. Yeah. Yeah. I'll fit in a little bit better now. <laughs> well, you come from college where like you're thrown a billion pairs of shoes and you don't want to pay for your shoes. And like yeah. when you're still young in your career, it's like, okay, sorry, I'm being frugal. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like we don't make the millions the men make like, <laughs> no, it's not, it's no big deal. It is uh, it is pretty nice though. Getting shoes sent to you rather than having to go sneak them out. Oh, when you posted one of your boxes with some of those shoes, I was like, oh my God, how, <laughs> how does like a podcaster get sponsored? Like I, I want know. some of those shoes. And of course the, the way I get sponsored is I mentioned to my mom, Hey, did you see Bridget's story? Oh my gosh. How cute were those shoes? Right. <laughs> I know. And the good thing about not, no one in my family has the same shoe size as me. So I can't really lend them out. So I'm like, sorry, like they're all for me. Like Ooh. I would love to share, but like, I just can't. <laughs> See, you got it good. Cause uh, do you know that my mom and I wear the same shoe size? Uh -oh. Yeah, oh, that that's why issue. we've got just like piles of them. So it's always worked out great for me. Cause she's the one who gets all the shoes yeah. and on her <laughs> side, it's once in a while, I'll get a call. Like, Hey, did you take yeah. those? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you take those flats that I, I let you borrow them. Are they coming back yeah, can I have those back <laughs> there you go, yeah, you know, whatever oh my gosh but yeah I saw that and I was so excited I love seeing like that ad that you guys put out the commercial was so so good it's so I'm super excited to see what happens going forward there so I'm gonna shift gears a little bit here um I want to talk a little bit about college a little bit about Iowa State um but we were talking kind of about how you were more experience in the WNBA now, which obviously means you're a couple years out of college. So is it weird to watch the college game and have fewer people that overlapped with you playing now? Cause you had several years where it's like, oh yeah, that's my teammate. Oh yeah. That's the person I played against. And all of a sudden we're nearing kind of the end of that. Oh, I, I know. I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. Um, hey, I'm a year older than you. So <laughs> yeah, true, true. No. Yeah. It has been it's crazy. Like time has flown. Um, it feels like no time has passed. It feels like I just graduated. Um, but it is true. Like year over year, like the, my first year out, um, Adriana Camber, who's one of my best friends still to this day, she was still playing. So I came down for her senior night. I had a place to crash my head at her place if I needed to. Um, and then the next year I was like, Oh, I'm not like super close with anyone. I still know, you know, Ash played with Ash and now, well, she's coming back for another year, but yeah. she's, technically supposed to graduate this year I was like oh my gosh I have literally haven't played with anybody um but yeah it has been you know fun to I watch try to watch every game I can even when I'm overseas I watch the replays um it's fun and I always text coach Dyer your mom about all the games and things I see and how entertaining it is um but yeah it's been fun to follow and watch and cheer them on I mean, they're certainly a team that's easy to cheer out. And I think the cool thing about Iowa State, too, is that no matter how far removed you get from it, they do such a great job of keeping everyone in touch and maintaining. I mean, everyone jokes about how the word family is so overused in college athletics, but it's so genuine there. And so, like, I was just talking to Anna Florzak at the Final Four, and, you know, she's still 
follows the team so closely. She's still, you know, adores the school and she's been out longer. And so it's just so interesting to see how much consistency there is with with the following and with the support that no matter really how far out you get, you definitely still have the connection there. Cause I feel like that's really rare. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, that's funny. You mentioned Anna, Anna, Kelsey, Carper, Adriana Camber, Meredith Burkhall, and I all have five of us have a little group chat that we text on sometimes during games or just texting about nonsense. Um, but yeah, like I never played with Anna. I never obviously didn't play with Kelsey, but she's been around the program. Um, just the connections you build. I think that's, why we care so much about the program still, uh, obviously the longevity of the coaching staff. Um, we've all built those relationships and love the Ames community. So definitely always still connected. And you mentioned Ashley, you know, the last person that you kind of have that crossover with there. Um, how crazy is it to look at um, the, the things that you guys have shared, like the fact that you won the Cheryl Miller award and then Ashley won it last year and then wins it again this year just to see like the consistency Iowa State has had at the position that you share I mean you you play it slightly differently but is it kind of just bizarre to see that in the sort of spot that you occupied yeah no it's um it's really cool and I'm so proud of Ashley for how she's been able to do the last like three years since I've been gone is that right yeah three years um, and yeah, definitely we do play the position very differently. Um, but she gets it done and I got it done when I, back in my day, um, and she gets it done now. Um, and I think that's, what's cool about the game of basketball. It can be played so differently and, um, there's different ways to do everything and everyone's creative in their own way. Um, but yeah, it's been super exciting to see Ashley's success. Obviously it's so great watching Lexi Donarski play. I remember, not recruiting her because she was already committed, but I think I right. like, was in the gym with her one time when she was like a high schooler still. And I was like, oh, this kid's going to be really good. And here she is now, all big 12. Emily Ryan, I remember her recruiting visit. I was like, we need to get this girl. She's going <laughs> to be really, really good. And she is killing it. Um, those three, especially, obviously the whole team is, is super fun, but those three especially are, are definitely different um, and definitely stand out and they kind of run the team. And um, when you have those three leaders like that, who... Um, are so good on the court, but also work hard and are great teammates and people. I think that's what builds the culture. Um, and then you can get other people to follow along. And you mentioned that you still have, you have group chats with both people that you played with, people that you didn't play with. Just what are those relationships like for you where, you know, you, you text my mom, you talk to your former teammates, you talk to people that you just know because of the program, especially being down working in the U.S., not being back home in Canada now that you've graduated. What's that like for you? Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I was just on the phone with your mom uh, before you called me for like an hour and a half <laughs> on my little FaceTime phone calls. Um, yeah, it's been so great. I mean, like like I mentioned before, Adriana Camber, she's working in Chicago now. She's from Sweden. Like we would have never met if it wasn't for Iowa State. And she's one of my best friends. Um Coach Dyer, I'm super close with her. She knows probably way too much about me. <laughs> um, but uh, she really um, helped me a lot through my college days on and off the court. Um, I would say more off the court. Um, obviously on the court, yes, 100%. But the things she did for me off the court and to help me grow as a human, um, as a person, and as a, as a teammate was, was really a difference maker. Um, and Coach Fenn texted Billy today. It was his birthday. Coach Fenn always checks in every once in a while. 
um, Cassandra Byer. I, I love texting her and catching up. Um, I think it's just, you know, like I said before, just so many amazing people. It's, there's a reason why there's so many great people that come to Iowa State. Um, and we built these relationships because that's what, you know, Coach Fenn, his main priority is bringing in good people before before basketball players, before athletes. Um, and I think that's why I wanted to go there. That's why my parents were so comfortable with me going there, going 10 and a half, 11 hours away from home is because of the environment I was in and they knew I was going to be okay. Um, and I was going to be successful. Yeah. I always joke with people. And like, I think that they think it's more of a joke than it is because it's, it's actually also real that my mom will refer to you as her second daughter and that I'm honored that I'm still number one. <laughs> I promise I won't take your spot, but I would love to be number two. <laughs> well, and it, you fit right in too, because your birthday's in May. Eric and I both yeah. have May birthdays. It's like you're, you're be. right in between the two of us too. I'm 96, yeah. you're 97, Eric's 98. So perfect. you know the what? Brown like hair, it was brown hair throws it off, but I will say that's like, that's true when I was being recruited, your mom obviously was the main person to recruit me. And, um, she built a relationship with me, but she also built a relationship with my mom, who was my high school coach at the time. So she was Mm -hmm. able to talk to my mom as my coach and not as my mom. Um, (laughs) and my mom loved coach Dyer, loved what she brought to the table as a, as a coach, obviously, but the person she was and coach Dyer reminds me, reminded me of who my mom was. They're definitely similar personalities, both love the game of basketball, but really like cared about you as a person and wanted the best for you in this classroom, um, on the court, but also off the court. And that's what made us so comfortable in choosing Iowa state. Well, gosh, we are obviously so happy you were there. It was so cool just to have you there to be able to cover some of the teams you were on. Um, I had just a couple last questions. So what did you develop at ISU that's helped you in the WNBA? And then what are you hoping to develop this year or going forward that you still think, you know, if I do this, this is what's going to take me to the next level. Ooh, that's a good question. I think at Iowa state, um, coming in, I was a pretty versatile high school player. Um, I was always a tall guard who could handle the ball, can come off ball screen shoot the three still don't love posting up, but I, but I could do it if I needed to, if someone was short, um, and guarding me. Um, but I think at Iowa state, I really learned how to score in a, in a variety of ways with bigger, taller defenders. Um, you know, especially when you play the Texas of the world and the Baylor's of the world, it's not easy getting your normal jump shot off. Um, so being able to just finish around the rim different ways, getting to my little pull-up. I didn't, I don't think I shot a pull-up ever in high school. It was always just like layups or threes. So I found that little mid-range game. Um, and that's definitely helped me in the pros. Um, defenders are so good. Um, at this level. And that's what they want to force you into is shooting a little mid-range game because analytically that's um, the lowest percentage shot. (laughs) It's good for the defense, long twos, um, but sometimes you have to be able to knock those down. So that's definitely what I got better at while I was at Iowa State. Um, And something this year that I want to add to my game, um, definitely, I've definitely prided myself on the defensive end in the WNBA, like which coach Fenn will always make fun of me because he claimed that I never played defense uh, when I was a cyclone. <laughs> but now I'm out here like guarding Diana Taurasi, guarding Arike Gumbwale. I'm like, look at me now, coach. Like, look how far we've come. Um, but I think on the offensive end, being able to shoot more contested shots, I know obviously we want to sh- shoot the best shot for our team and sh- shooting open shots. But sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm not open, but I really could get my shot off because my shot is quick and it's high and it, it really can't be contested. 
Um, so being able to feel comfortable when, you know, someone's in my space, but still getting my shot off comfortably and not being distracted by, by that. So that's my, my main focus this year, um, and still sticking to my defensive, uh, mentality and intensity and keeping that, um, uh, but bringing that, uh, offensive, uh, mindset with me. And with opening day coming up, like you mentioned really soon, what are you most looking forward to this year? Oh, I would say just having, you know, fans in the stands. Um, I think there's a really big energy around celebrating Sylvia Fowles because mm-hmm. it's her final season. Um, she's retiring after this year. So this whole season is going to be about Sylvia and giving her flowers and celebrating the career she's had. Cause it's been incredible. She's the most incredible teammate and player. Um, it's amazing being able to practice with her every day and watch her play and do what she does. Um, so I think that's what I'm most excited about just to celebrate still and, and see all the fans and have all the fans in the stands. All right. My last question, my question I ask everyone is what does it mean to you to be a part of the cyclone family? Ooh, I think, I mean, being part of the cyclone family, obviously we're at Iowa state for, for four years, sometimes five, um, for four years, but it goes far beyond, um, the confines of Ames. I think that's what's really stood out to me. Um, after I graduated is, you know, there's relationships I've built the family that I have, you know, I always feel comfortable coming back to Ames, um, because of the people that are there. Um, the pride that is felt in Ames, the college town, the community, everyone is so invested. And and that's rare. Um, even talking to other players around the league, didn't have that same experience at their schools. So I know it is unique and special and, you know, something I'll never take for granted, but definitely the relationships I've built, um, that'll last a lifetime. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Bridget. Can't wait to follow you this year. I know that there will be plenty of people following along with you. Um, where can people find you on social media to follow you personally? Um, my Twitter and Instagram are bridge Carlton, not Bridget, just bridge Carlton. Uh, I got the little blue check mark, which is exciting. Yes, (laughs) we love it. I'll throw it in the the (laughs) description of the episode so people can find you, which if they aren't already following you and they're a Cyclone fan, what are you doing? I always welcome new followers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Bridget. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, This show is just the coolest because it allows me to both meet new people and also catch up with people that I very obviously know quite well you know as soon as I hung up this phone call with Bridget I was thinking of more things that we could have talked about and I try to pretty strictly keep to a time limit because I'm trying to respect the time of my guests as well as your time but I feel pretty confident that I am going to need a part two of this episode because I just feel like she's done so many fun things she always has interesting things to say and I feel like there's so many more good good stories good questions we could get into and so never fear uh i i I have her contact information so we'll get bridget back on eventually but in the meantime gosh i cannot thank her enough for coming on in such a crazy time like they are starting their season imminently and so the fact that she took this time and was so excited about coming on the show uh, truly bridget is family so 
man, just so happy to be able to share that connection with all of you. Now, uh, I have had obviously a bunch of requests. I am still working on those. For the summer, I will be recording a little bit less frequently. Um, I'll have at least one episode a month, uh, usually maybe a couple, just depending on who I can get in and what my own personal schedule looks like. But hey, I cannot thank you all enough for tuning in. Really appreciate the continued support and just having so much fun being able to continue that dialogue, that uh, opportunity to bring you more Iowa State. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. I will talk to you next time. You can find us everywhere on social media. Well, mostly Twitter. I'm everyone on social media at JSties. You can find the podcast at Cyclone Fam Pod. And of course, follow the 1012 Network. That's who brings us to you, right? So at 1012 Network on Twitter, on Instagram. And man, are we thankful for them. Absolutely love those guys. Absolutely love you all. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon.